Welcome to another episode of the Best of All Possible Podcast. I am your host, Robert Weathers, and as you know, we here at Panglossian Productions in Williamsburg, Virginia, have a love for the weird. We love the unproduced and underproduced, and boy, do we, including Liz, love 10-minute plays. And this season for our 20, or this year for our 2020 season at Best of All Possible Podcast, you, our listeners, will get a brand new 10 minute play every two weeks when you hit that subscribe button so if you haven't done that make sure you do that now i'll give you a second all right and so it won't be just me here reading the, a brand new play for you here tonight we have a number of very fine actors from williamsburg virginia here with us to include none other than christina westenberger hi christina welcome christina hi how are you i'm just fine it's been a couple of weeks i think hasn't it Sure. Yeah. yeah. It has been. We record a lot of these at once. She's not sure. <laughs> so, uh, uh, here, let me rephrase that. Christina, it's been a couple of weeks. Yes. It yes. Has been. <laughs> very good. Uh, welcome back to the show, Christina. We're happy to have you here, of course. Uh, and as you know, we begin every week with a question that is tangentially related to the play that we're about to read. Excellent. And I have a question for you. Are you ready? I am ready for the I question. I actually don't know the answer to this question. Sometimes I do know the answer, and sometimes I don't. Christina, have you ever been to a castle? Yes, yes, I have. You been. have? What castle have you been to? Um, I've been to multiple castles. Do you have a favorite? I do have a favorite castle. My favorite castle is Care Castle in Ireland. So, what do you like about a Care Castle? Um, it sits on a river and it's surrounded by a wall and it's in full. It's, it hasn't it, fallen apart. Oh, I, see. I yeah, guess it's that's the better, better way to say it. It uh -huh. hasn't fallen apart. Uh -huh. um, it's small. It's, uh, it's charming in this sweet little town. So I know that sometimes people can stay at castles in Europe. Did you stay at this castle? We or? didn't, but we stayed at a different castle that, that Neil... In, in Neil and I Sharon stayed at as well. Oh, hi, Neil. And that castle, sorry. <laughs> well, that's that okay. castle was called... Hatches. Hatches Castle. Castle. Also in Ireland. <clears throat> oh, super! So, so Neil, you you were at, you stayed at Hatch's Castle. I did. Is is that the only castle you've been to, or have you been to others? I have been to many castles. Is, so many castles that they all blend together. But is that is that right? So, so uh, I know that they I know they blend. But do you have a favorite? Is there one that stands out? Uh, I remember Prague Castle really well. Way up on the hill, mm -hmm. and there's a lot going on in there. So that's a busy place, but it's uh, a lot going on. So like, it's is it still active in uh, in the sense that people well, work there? Or? No, it just has all these parts to it. Um, oh, I see. So when you can go in all these different parts and wind all over the place, it's a it's a big place. Super. Well, thank you, Christina, for joining us, and thank you, Neil, for joining us. Also joining us is Michael Westenberger. <laughs> Now I know the answer to your question, Michael. Have you been to a castle before? I have. Was yes. it with your wife, Christina? It was. <laughs> it was. <laughs> so, 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 is your favorite? What is your favorite castle, Michael? Uh, well, I like the castle, the the ruins uh, in Tintagel, uh -huh. where supposedly King Arthur's castle was. Oh, I see. Uh, yes. Is that the reason why it was your favorite? Yeah, I think. Well, that and also just where it's located up on the top of this hill, these cliffs overlooking the the water and. <laughs> And uh, it was just, I don't know, something magical kind of about, you know, about it. So it was pretty cool. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us tonight, Michael. Thanks also for having me. You're most welcome. Also joining us is Rachel Islandhall. Hi, Rachel. <laughs> we have quite a few people joining us here tonight, but don't worry. We're getting soon to the end. 
I'm looking at you, Liz. <laughs> Rachel, have you ever been to a castle? Um, I have been to Vizcaya in Miami. I'm not sure that counts. Oh. <laughs> I've also been to White Castle. I that is I've Yay! been to that castle. Yeah. <laughs> so where where did you go to White Castle? Um, I went to one in Dallas. There's a White Castle in Dallas? I think though. I think wow. it was, was it Dallas or was it Fort Lauderdale? Now I'm confused. See, now I've always been of the of the assumption that like Crystal Burgers were be, were like below the Mason Dixon line, really below Virginia, and then uh, White Castle was was it, no, in the it was, north. It was Fort Lauderdale, and it was in it, it would yeah. So Fort Lauderdale is technically below the Mason Dixon line, although I've had a great many friends tell me it doesn't count, and that oh, I, I oh, cannot say to be a Southerner. But um, well, but um, because I, that's where I'm from. But actually, uh-huh. I think it was Fort Lauderdale. But no, I've, I have been to a White Castle there. So is, is White Castle your favorite castle? I think it's my favorite castle. This guy is awfully pretty, but yes, White Castle Very is good, definitely yes. my favorite. <laughs> All yeah, right, Rachel, yeah. we're happy to have you here. And last and probably not least is Liz Thomas. <laughs> Hi, Liz. <laughs> I actually Hi. don't know the answer to this question, Liz. Uh, have you ever been to a castle? I don't think I have, honestly. I'm, I'm sitting here trying to think. My, my parents have been to a ton. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I honestly don't think I have. I've, I've seen castles from afar. Windsor. Oh, I see. I've, okay. And Buckingham, I think. I'm trying to remember that trip. I honestly, it was, it was. Have my, you been, it was, well, well yeah. it sounds like you've been in London. So have you, yes. have you been to the Tower of London? Yes. I think that counts. That's, that's, that's a castle. Definitely. Yeah. Yes. That's, uh, that's really the only castle I have been to is the Tower of London. Yeah, let's go with that. That's fine. Great. I, you're right. Sounds like you really enjoyed it. <laughs> no, I was just saying, all right, cool. I've got, I've, I've, yes, then yes, I have been to a castle, the Tower of London. That's right. Thanks, Liz. We, you're very... <laughs> we got that. <laughs> Always gold material. You know, uh-huh. I do what I can. Well, we are glad to have you here, Liz, well, nonetheless. So everybody, uh, tonight we are going to read a play called The Dragon's Breath by Cynthia Morrison. And if you have not listened to the show here before, those of you listening at home or in your car or wherever you happen to be, perhaps in an airport or even a castle, uh, we are going to have a cold read of the show here tonight. So these actors have never read this play before. They don't know what it's about. The only thing they know is who they are because I sent them a message with that earlier today. But you listening at home obviously don't know, so we will cast the play now. Uh, Michael, if you would be so kind as to read Alexander the Good... Alexander the Good is male, 15th century ruler in Europe near Russia. Uh, Liz, if you would be so kind as to read Vasilisa. Uh, Vasilisa is female, his princess daughter. Christina, if you would be so kind as to read Olga, uh, female, a personal assistant to Alexander. And Neil, if you would be so kind as to read Boris. He's male, Alexander's former assistant that he had beheaded. And Rachel, if you would be so kind as to read Valkyrie. Valkyrie is female. She's a mythical woman that determined a soldier's death in battle, then rode a winged horse to collect him for burial in Valhalla, wears a winged helmet usually. So, you know, you can decide whether or not you want to have wings on your helmet. So the synopsis, I'll read this because I think that it uh, is notable. This play is based on historic characters. The ruler of Moldavia, 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 Yes. Anybody? Okay. Is forced to arrange uh, to arrange marriage between his daughter and a neighboring barbaric leader known as Vlad the Dragon. Vlad is also the father of Dracula. Or as Mitch Hedberg would say, never go to Dr. Acula. <laughs> uh, everyone listening at home, we hope you enjoy. Without Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't say that. I will read the stage directions. So, those of you listening, dr- The Dragon's Breath 
by Cynthia Morrison. The inside it's the inside of a castle office. The year is 1430. The ruler of Moldavia, Alexander the Good, sits in his unofficial quarters, excuse me, his official quarters as he studies a map. Olga, his servant, brings him some official papers. The documents as requested my leader. Good, Olga. Did you see if the metal shop has finished the axe heads? Not as yet. This will be next. When you go to the shop, then put in an order for 500 crossbow. Before that, go find my daughter, Vasilisa, and tell her to come to me. At once, my leader. Olga bows to Alexander and exits the office. Alexander continues to study the documents. Vasilisa enters the office and excitedly greets her father. Father, you have returned! Alexander the Good smiles and extends his hand. Vasilisa kisses his hand in a respectful greeting to her father. Yes, my dear one, of course I returned. Did you have such doubt? No, father, you are the greatest in war. Did they hurt you? Ha ha ha! How could they hurt Alexander if he is the greatest? Hmm? You make me laugh. We worry when you go, because we love you, father. That is why there are reduced numbers of the enemy as we speak. Many heads have found their graves. Nothing will harm you, my princess, as long as I live. Please do not give me the details. It is difficult to bear hearing them. Fair enough, my child. But one day you will be married to a leader such as I. Then you must find a strong stomach. Somehow, some way, you will have to face the darker side of ruling a kingdom. You must find strength. Promise me, Vasilisa, that you will. When the time presents itself, I promise you, I shall. Good girl. That is all I can ask from you. Forgive me, father. It looks as though you have your shirt on wrong. You are right. It is for good luck. Of course. Forgive me again. I forgot. Do you bring any other news on a more pleasant front? Yes, Vasilisa. I have exciting news. You shall be married. Insert sound effects of church bells ringing. Oh, Father, that is wonderful news. I can finally wear the robe of my mother. I have made sure it has been kept in good order. It fits perfectly. This shall be a happy day. Yes, my princess, a happy day for many. You shall marry Vlad the dragon. Insert sound effects. Wolf howl. Oh! Oh no, Father. Please, not him. Why is that such a disappointment to you? Have you not heard the horrid tales of him? Now, Vasilisa, one cannot rely on the tales of peasants or jealous foes. Father, I have met those who have met him. They say he has a large, strange-looking mustache underneath his pointy nose, and his breath only compares to his given title, the dragon. (laughs) Is that all that concerns you? Then beg him to shave and turn your face away when he speaks. You see? They tell that when Vlad partakes in his borscht that he dips his bread first in a bowl of blood from the oxen. Oh, Father, please do not make me marry this horrid excuse for a prince. I beg thee. Vasilisa, Vasilisa, simply look the other way when you are dining with him. Arrange to eat at another period. All men have their faults. You will not find a perfect man, I assure you. I should know. I have a good number of them under my sword. Now, it is arranged that you will marry Vlad the Dragon. It is good for all of the people that you do. It is also your obligation as my daughter. And do you not want happiness for your daughter? 
Vasilisa picks up a hand mirror on the table. She gazes into the mirror and quotes, Tarnished mirror in my hand, free me from bonding with a monstrous man. Should I wave consent or please my clan? Present me wisdom to have a clever plan. My daughter, you fret too much, such as your mother did. Being born to a leader, you must accept that you will give away some privileges, and marriage is one of them. You shall marry and live the life of a great leader's wife. Bear his children to continue his kingdom. And I suppose that should I bear a child, that he will give him some creepy intolerable names, such as Vlad the Impaler or something like that. In fact, the child would be a Dracula, son of the dragon, which makes me the mother of a dragon. Stop with your ridiculous ideas. He shall be strong and handsome, of course. He will be my grandson. Alexander gives a conceited smile. I can just hear them now when citizens celebrate his birth. Mm, shall we get him a rattle or descaler for his birthing present? No, I cannot bear the thought. Oh, Father, you must hear my plea. Vasilisa exits in tears of her fearful ideas. Where did I go wrong? There's a sound effects knock from entry. Have you come to your senses so quickly, my daughter? Enter uh, Alexander's servant, Olga. It is Olga, with a message for my prince. What is it, Olga? I am sent to tell His Excellency that the feast is prepared and awaits you. And what is the food for this day? Borsh, my leader. He grimaces. Alexander is remembering the details of Vlad's borscht. No, it must not. No borscht. It has taken all day to prepare, Your Excellency. It is one of the most flavorful. As you know, I am also the taste test crash dummy. I said no borscht. What else awaits me? Soup of the oxen and bread. Ugh! No oxen. I will have lamb. You hear me? Lamb. Your Excellency, lamb takes a very long time to cook and prepare. I said lamb. I don't care if you must pluck it from the table of a peasant. Just go find me some lamb. Do you understand? I do. And when I bring the lamb, will my leader allow me one favor? Olga, one should never confuse kindness for weakness. Now go find the lamb, and when you bring it to me, I shall allow you to live. How about that? Knock on the door. Ugh. I'll see who that is first. Olga quickly, quickly exits. And I conquer worlds for this? Olga returns to Alexander. Well, who was at the door? Speaking of Boris... Boris enters the room. He is holding his severed head in one hand, done with a headless man costume. What's this? I had your head buried between your knees so you couldn't find your head. How did you... You forgot. I have long arms. <laughs> I... Want some answers? What did you? Why did you do this to me? Some of the staff came to me and told of how you went out at the inn at night. We didn't want to take any chances that you may be a vampire, so I had your head removed. Just because I went out at night? How could you assume I was sucking blood? Because assumptions are much easier than investigations. How is it that you are now risen if you are not a vampire? Very good point. Well, at least you replaced me with an intelligent mortal. Olga, go find the incompetent poor soul that killed this horrid specimen. Olga exits quickly. 
And oh, by the way, we forgot to impale you with a silver dagger. Alexander reaches out quickly with a prop dagger and impales Boris. Boris falls dead, perhaps on a couch. Sound effects enter. Wolf howl. Howl! All in a day's work of a Madovian leader. Alexander wipes the dagger clean, and Valkyrie enters the room. And who might you be? I am the Valkyrie that has come to collect Alexander the Good. I must take him to his resting place in Valhalla. I am Alexander, and I am not yet ready for my resting place. Really? Huh. Had you scheduled to die in the last battle? My dear, that is why they call me Alexander the Good. I must speak to the list maker. This is the second time she's put me at the wrong address. <laughs> why don't you take this one instead? He's pointing at Boris. He looks a bit of a mess. I don't want to stain my new battle skirt. I'll see you later, when you're not so good anymore. Ta for now. Valkyrie exits. Alexander studies his map. Perhaps a nice long crusade to get me away from all of this. Yes, that sounds like a brilliant idea. Guards, prepare for journey to a faraway land. And I mean far away land. Alexander exits. The end. Curtain. All right, so uh, now we're going to enter into a part of the show where we have a brief discussion about the play that we just read, and Christina is in the high seat. So, Christina, I'm going to start with you. This can be as simple as... uh, The question is always the same. What are your first impressions of the play? It can be as simple as I liked it, I didn't like it, anything that stood out to you. What are your first thoughts, Christina? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know about my thoughts. Uh Um, Let me me percolate it a minute. You know... It was interesting. Super. Thank you. <laughs> so it's a little bit weird, right? A little bit. So, so Rachel, what, what are your thoughts? I think it's got a very interesting premise. I like the setup on it. Mm-hmm. And it feels to me like this is a 10-minute portion of a story. Mm-hmm. So we've got a lot of setup, but it doesn't really go anywhere. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it feels like the first scene of a play rather than a 10-minute play in and of itself. Sure. Yeah, I'll buy. I'll buy that. It seems like there's not much resolution there. There in the right. end. Sure. Sure. But Neil, any first thoughts? Um, I, I was kind of waiting for a conflict to come along, and I'm I, I never quite found it. So I, yeah, I think mm-hmm. we need to, to to get that in there, and then maybe we'll know where it's gonna go a little bit. Gotcha. Uh huh. Thank you. And Liz, I see you looking away from me, Liz. What are your first thoughts, Liz? Are Valkyries in? Like, I always, okay, forgive my ignorance because I'm about to show it, but I always assumed that Dracula was Romania, right? Valkyries are Norse, like Scandinavia, like Denmark, Norway, Sweden, ancient kind of Scandinavia. Do Valkyries reach all the way to Romania? Technically, I mean, some some variations on the Norse myths would, would say that any warrior could earn a Valkyrie, but I don't think they appear in Romanian myths. So I, yeah. I don't think Alexander would be expecting one. Yeah. Isn't one of the Wagner operas of yeah. Valkyrie? But that's mm-hmm. still like yeah. kind of, I guess, Somewhere. that's still kind of Germanic. So, And I know that there's some Germanic cultures too that had the kind of Valkyrie, like it, the, the Scandinavian cultures kind of came down, but... Um, I'm, I'm, my, my history brain is kind of latched on that. I wonder, I don't know, is this a comedy? Is this a drama? 
I don't know if it knows. Okay. I think that's fair. Michael, any first thoughts that you want to share? Uh, I guess I was maybe thinking, uh, yeah, sort of like Neil on more of a conflict, but you know, the daughter, it seemed like she just kind of rolled she over. She had a cool name. Like, she yeah, had a cool name. Yeah, she had a cool name. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess I was maybe perhaps more to the story of, you know, getting the Dracula person, you know, Vlad the dragon coming in and having some connection yeah. there or something and maybe hoping to see some reaction between Vasilisa yeah. and Vlad the dragon. Gotcha. Thank you. So uh, here's 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 something that I uh, here's something that I'll put to the table here. Uh, if you were assigned this as a director, I think that if I were assigned this as a director, what I would probably try to do to try and bring more out of this is to make this very melodramatic. Mm -hmm. That it would be really large, and everybody and everybody who comes in here. I mean, certainly Valkyrie is going to be huge, right? right. Uh, do you think? Flies. It flies definitely. Oh yeah. Uh, totally flies. And I think yeah. we'll go. Ahead, well, I think we'll go ahead and put those wings on the helmet too, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, let 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 me ask you. So, do you think that in order in in order to bring out what I think is is going on here is just a really broad melodramatic uh, piece here? Uh, do you do you think that this is something that you would need a big budget for? Are you going to need to dress everybody? Are you going to need those flies, Christina? Uh, any thoughts about that, guys? I think you can do, I, you know, with something that's crazy and melodramatic, I don't think you need a giant budget to do that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the more that I think about directing right now in the age that we're living in, my approach in my head is, hmm, what could you do with recycled materials? Sure. Like, how could you create a set with recycled materials? And what kind of costumes could you build with, with stuff that's already out there? And, yeah flying i don't know that i would go and rent foy but maybe we could rig up a harness and get some people to fly you know fly her in that would be fun mm -hmm. um but i i think the melodrama approach and and i at the end i really started to think oh wow there's really going to be there's really some humor in here that mm -hmm. that i think we we I don't know whether we glossed over it or, uh -huh. or I don't know whether it was the writing that just sort of missed it. Um, the other thing for me that just kind of in thinking about it, I'd rather know more about the Valkyrie character. Like I don't, mm -hmm. I don't, no offense to Alexander, but I don't care. I want to know more about that character. Uh huh. You know, I, I, because I don't know anything about about her sure i'd like to know more about this list and other people like who did she go and pick up this morning or okay now she's going to go someplace else who's she going to go pick up this afternoon or later on tonight or tomorrow like mm -hmm. i want to know more about her and that you know and that story and obviously that wasn't the point of the story but sure that, so now i want that story. so let me ask you a question if you were if you were sitting in an audience and you, and you were watching this would you do you think that that was where you would go do you think that you would know that that was valkyrie because I don't think the Valkyrie's name is mentioned in the script unless I unless I missed it. Other than I, it is, I am is, the Valkyrie. Oh, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> there you go. Again, I just I'm like I'm just. But is there an equivalent to the Valkyries in? I again maybe it's not Romania, but is there an equivalent to the Eastern in Eastern European cultures to the Valkyries? Because in my understanding, the Valkyries. I think Valkyries. I think. Norse, right? Well, I think she, Vikings. She even says she's going to take him to Valhalla, which is exactly that's that's, that's totally Norse. Norse. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, 
Uh, where are we? Yeah, I'm like, okay, we're gonna take you from your ancestral, like, grounds, and, and you're gonna take you away from your ancestors in the afterlife. I mean, Valkyries are awesome, don't get me wrong, but it's totally anachronistic in, in a way. It's just like, it does not, in, in my mind, it's like it doesn't mesh with this culture. It does not. And I, and I want to know more about this culture. I want to know more about if it is Romania. Like, again, is there an equivalent? It's, yeah, I'm, I'm with Christina. I want to know more about the Valkyries or the Valkyrie. Mm -hmm. Rachel, did you have something you want to say? Um, well, I was going to say, I think if if I'm not mistaken, and I could be, mm -hmm. um, history is not an entire strong suit of mine. I, I say, despite the fact that, you know, a lot of us are familiar <laughs> with the museum. Um, I think Alexander would be a Christian. So yeah. he might have some pretty strong objections to going to Because aren't they fighting the Ottomans at this point? Like, isn't that kind so, of where yeah. the, like... Believe, believe legend so. is born of is fighting Ottomans, Ottomans in like yes. really bloodthirsty ways mm -hmm. like the Ottoman Empire like, what <laughs> <laughs> my dramaturg self is like twitching over here I'm like what is going on so yeah I'm, I like I agree with Rachel I think this is a start of a play mm -hmm. but I, I think there needs to be maybe some like again it's are like, you it a seems comedy like the general consensus here is that is that we need more information yeah we need uh, about about the characters and we want some more information about the, the plot line overall, you know, yeah. where, where is that conflict really coming from? What is, what, what is our goal? You know, if Alexander the good is our, is our protagonist in this, then why do we care about him? Right. Mm -hmm. So it's a really interesting concept. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe my history is really coming more from Francis Ford Coppola, but still, I mean, like, you know, it's, where is this going? Somebody pat Liz on the head. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know. Okay. I'm interested okay. and I'm engaged. So I, I want to know more about this. All story. right. So thank you, everybody. Thank you oh, thanks so much for reading. Let's make sure that we thank Cynthia Morrison for playing The Dragon's Breath. And thanks to Christina, Michael, Neil, Rachel, and Liz. And, of course, our stage manager, Rachel West. And not to forget the sound tech who shall not be named. Oh, how mysterious. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you get a brand new 10-minute play from us every two weeks during our 2020 season. And do us a favor and check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash boapp. That's B-O-A-P-P. -P. For, for as little as $3 a month, you can help support our podcast and bring new works to whoever wants to listen to them through podbean.com, through uh, uh, Spotify, and also Apple Podcasts. Until next time, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you. Bye. Bye. Bye.